Squared Sports Lane Frank Podcast. Almost this podcast, Lane Frank. We're now in episode number 48, everybody. Yes, we're 48 episodes through. And there's so much discussion in this action-packed episode. NFL Week 1 wrapped up, everybody. College Football Week 2 wrapped up. And that movie playoff race is underway. And so much more. Stay tuned for Squared Sports Lane Frank, episode number 48. Let's hop into it. Now, let's start for episode 48, how we always do with their headlines. And then NFL, everybody, we have so much news in the NFL after week one, everybody. Okay, but I want to start off with Ryan Fitzpatrick, okay, because he is out six day weeks, and there was so much news. Oh, Cam Newton, you signed Cam Newton, you got Taylor Heineke, he could be good. You know what I'm thinking? Robert Griffin III, okay, was the backup quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens last year, past couple seasons. Okay, used to be the quarterback of the Washington Redskins, as everybody knows. Former Heisman Trophy winner, currently in East PN right now. But he's going for that job. He says he wants that job. I think Robert Griffin deserves that job over Taylor Heineke. Not respect Taylor Heineke, but I don't trust Taylor Heineke. Okay, great long shot story. Okay, almost came back against the Bucks, so won the Super Bowl in the playoffs. Be almost beat the Panthers, but he has no wins. He had no wins last season. I was like, oh, he didn't play. He didn't start a whole game at all. But just interesting thing to think about. Okay, I don't think Taylor Heineke can be the starting quarterback of the team. I think maybe he can be Cam Newton. I'm not sure if Ron Rivera wants to trust Cam Newton. I don't think Ron Rivera wants to go another area with Cam Newton. I don't think he wants to go another stint with Cam Newton as a starting quarterback. And I don't think Washington wants that. I don't think Dan Snyder should sign Cam Newton. I don't think the Washington football team should sign Cam Newton. But I do think, I really truly think that they should sign Robert Griffin III. Leave in the comment section you think the Washington football team's permanent starter will be this season. Will it be Taylor Heineke? Will it be Ryan Patrick when he comes back? Will it be Robert Griffin III? Will it be Cam Newton? Or will it be somebody else? Leave your answer in the comment section. But that was definitely not the only news in the NFL this week. Okay, the Buccaneers, everybody. The Thursday night football, everybody. First game of the season. Oh, great game. It was a great game to watch. One of the best games of, the se- of week one. Okay, probably the Ravens or Raiders game is probably the best game of week one. Both primetime games. Both great games. One on a game-winning field goal. Cowboys looked good in that game. Not great. Dak Prescott, okay, I, they threw him 58 times. Just amazing to see. Okay, Dak Prescott had an amazing game. Ezekiel Alley, I don't know what they're doing with him. I kind of like how they didn't play him as much. But then in some situations, like, you got to start running back. You're paying $40 million a year. You kind of want to use him a little bit, okay? Just a useless area to pay running back that much money and not even use them that much. I think Zico only got three fantasy football points this week. Uh, it doesn't mean much in the real world things, but I don't even think he had... He didn't even have 100 yards, okay? He didn't even have 50 yards. Ezekiel Elliott did not have a great game because they didn't use, utilize him as much. That's Mike McCarthy's decision. But what a great game that was on Thursday Night Football. The first game this season, Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning. Okay, then uh, we go over to Buffalo, everybody. The Buffalo Bills playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. What a game that was to see. Okay, Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow, wow, wow. Let's cop it up for the Pittsburgh Steelers, everybody. Okay, what a game that was by Ben Roethlisberger. What a game that was just... It wasn't even an elite game by Ben Roethlisberger. It wasn't an elite game of the Steelers. The Steelers aren't a better team than the Bills. But they surely outplayed them in that game. Drew Smith-Schuster played pretty well. That team played pretty well. Stephon Diggs not have a great game. Josh Allen did not play like the Josh Allen we saw last season. That's all I'm trying to say here. Buffalo Bills did not look like the Buffalo Bills we saw last year. The Buffalo Bills, in my appearance, are still a better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers. But they weren't on that Sunday. Okay, maybe any other given Sunday they are. But... They just got completely outplayed, completely outplayed by Pittsburgh Steelers. Great game plan, game plan by Mike Tallman, but, you know, Buffalo Bills got a couple things to work on. They got an easy matchup this week, in my opinion, against the Miami Dolphins. Talk more about that game, scored sports, playing for NFL game day. 
But, you know, just interesting thing to see. Pittsburgh Steelers starting off the season 1-0. I don't think they go 11, start off the season 11-0 like they did last year. You never know, though. Starting off the season 1-0, Pittsburgh Steelers. Next game we're going to talk about the Vikings, everybody. What a what a terrible way to start off the season. Okay, I'm so happy that the Bengals won that game. You know, everyone's hating on Jamar Chase in the preseason. Oh, you know, he sucks. He had, he had 10 drops in the preseason, or whatever it might be. And then he says, oh, you know, I have trouble catching the ball because it doesn't have the white stripes like in college and the college balls do. Okay, he shut up all of those, all of those cricks, including me, because I wasn't very high on Jamar Chase. I didn't think they should have taken him, okay, with the fifth overall pick. I even after, even when the preseason started, he had those struggles. I thought it was a terrible pick still. I still thought they should have taken Penesul. I still might think they should have taken Penesul. But he had a great game. Five receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. He had a 50-yard touchdown. What a game that was, okay, by Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow, what a comeback. Okay, towards ACL last year. I had a great first game. Evan McPherson, rookie. Had him on my fantasy football team. Drilled. The game-winning field goal had a 50-yarder also. Great game, uh, I'm make sure. But that wasn't the takeaway. The takeaway was how Justin Jefferson, my Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, if Kirk Cousins can't beat the Cincinnati Bengals, who had the fifth overall pick last year, or the fifth worst team in the NFL last year, and you're supposed to be a playoff team this year, and you can't beat them, that's an issue on Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was at one point the highest-paid player in NFL history. That's crazy to think about. At one point, and this was only like five years ago, maybe even less we're talking. Kirk Cousins was the highest paid player in the NFL history with a $125 million contract. Now we're talking Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, these guys, Josh Allen. But just an interesting thing to think about, the Vikings absolutely got demolished. Okay, now I've been waiting for this one. The Green Bay Packers, everybody. Okay, what happened? Aaron Rodgers threw two interceptions. People saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers threw the game because he wants to leave the team. I don't think he threw that game. I think he just played terrible. Devontae Adams did not play well because Aaron Rodgers did not play well. Aaron Jones didn't play well because Aaron Rodgers didn't play well. My takeaway from that game is Green Bay runs on Aaron. Aaron Rodgers, everybody. Okay, when Aaron Rodgers struggles, the team struggles. Aaron Rodgers starts struggling, the defense struggles. Aaron Rodgers starts struggling, Aaron Jones struggles. Aaron Rodgers starts struggling, obviously Devontae Adams, Marcus Valdez-Gentling, and Alan Lazard all start to struggle. That's my takeaway. In that game. What a game by Jameis Winston. Five touchdowns, barely even had 100 yards, if he even did. Okay, they put Jordan Love in the game at the end, the uh, Green Bay Packers. Just a crazy thing. Okay, Green Bay Packers, I did not expect them to lose 38-3. I thought maybe they would have won 38-3 against the New Orleans Saints. Oh, no, no, no. What a game by the New Orleans Saints. But my takeaway is, Green Bay runs on Aaron, everybody. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, that's about for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, Squared Sports NFL Game Day, everybody. The second week of the NFL season. Okay, we didn't do Squared Sports NFL Game Day last year until week two. We did last week. We went six and four, everybody. We're going to get that perfect record this week. Let's hop into it. First game, Bengals versus Bears. I'm not going to pick the Giants-Washington football team Thursday night football game, okay? Because it could be a conflict. I mean, me as a Giants it's just a tough game to pick right now. It's not a great game right now. Taylor Heineke being the starting quarterback of the team with Giants losing 27-7 last week against the Denver Broncos. Just a terrible thing to see as a Giants fan. But we're not going to pick that game. First game we're going to pick this week, Bengals versus Bears, everybody. And give me Cincinnati. Oh, I think you're saying, oh, why? The Bears, they got blown out last week. Okay, you could still say, oh, the Bengals were a terrible team in the NFL last year. Yeah, but we all say the Vikings are better than the Bears. Who did the Bengals beat this week? The Bengals beat the Vikings this week, everybody. Okay, and we always think, we always just assume, or we're assuming this season, that the Vikings are better than the Bears. They have a better defense. They have a better running attack than the Bears, obviously, with Dalvin Cook. They obviously have a better quarterback 
embarrassed. I mean, that could be up in the air when Justin Fields start playing. Because I think by the end of this week or by halftime of this game, Justin Fields will be the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears team. But for right now, I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. Call me crazy. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals. Nice game. Rams versus Colts, everybody. Give me the Rams. Okay. Tough two first games for the Indianapolis Colts. Both were at home. You know, they played the Seahawks last week. Just, it was at home. Tough game against the Seattle Seahawks. This isn't going to be a top 10 team in the NFL this year. I really wish Jacob Eason was a starting quarterback this team, but I know that won't happen. Uh, I'm taking the Rams in this game. Uh, Matthew Stafford looked like he could win MVP this season. That's what it looked like on Sunday night. He looked like he could break the passing yard record this season. It looked like that. I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams in this one. Close. Bills, Dolphins, everybody. All right, I gave a little bit of sneak peek in it. I'm taking the Bills heavy. I'm taking the Bills big in this one. The Bills are angry, everybody. You don't think Stephon Diggs is angry after losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers? You don't think Josh Allen's angry after losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who they demolished last season? All he is. And to a tongue of our law, they won by one point against the New England Patriots last week. To a tongue of our law, he threw a terrible interception late in the game. He was lucky Mac Jones was a rookie quarterback, or else that would have been a, that game would have been done in a wrap. Patriots would have won that game. But Patriots couldn't convert. Lost by one point. Won by one point. The Miami Dolphins. They're not gonna win this week. They're gonna lose big 38 to 14. Give me Buffalo, everybody. Now, Cardinals, Vikings, everybody. I'm taking the Cardinals in this one. The Minnesota Vikings are going to start out 0-2 for the second straight season. Kirk Cousins, not going to have a great season this year. Kyler Murray has a chance to be MVP, has a chance to be Offense Player of the Year. I'm taking the Cardinals in this one, but close. Titans, Seahawks, everybody. That we saw the Titans get demolished last week. We saw Derrick Henry play terrible. We saw Taylor Lewan, my Michigan guy, play terrible. We saw the rest of the offensive line play terrible. We saw Ryan Tannehill play terrible. We saw the defense play terrible. And with the Seahawks, we saw Russell Wilson play great. The defense show out. Tyler Lockett play great. And the running game be effective. This is the first home game in two years with fans. The Seattle Seahawks. Potentially the loudest stadium in the NFL. Oh, I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks in this one. Not just close. Give me the Seahawks. 45 to 10, everybody. You can call me crazy, but the Seahawks are better than the Cardinals. And the Cardinals absolutely crushed the Tennessee Titans last week. No debate about it in my mind. I'm taking the Seahawks in this one over the Titans. Big. Next game and the last game. Chiefs or Ravens, everybody. Okay, Lamar Jackson has never beat Patrick Mahomes in his career, and he still won't. He's not going to beat Patrick Mahomes in this game. Chiefs are going to win this game, and they're going to blow him out of the water. We saw the Ravens lose to the Raiders last week. Joke that game. Ravens are going to start at 0-2 for the first time Lamar Jackson's career as a starting quarterback. They are. Give me the Chiefs in this one. That's about for Squared Sports Lane for at NFL Game Day. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, top five, everybody. This week's top five is my top five Heisman candidates for college football after week two, everybody. Since so only week two, but it's the Heisman Trophy, everybody. Let's hop into it. Number five, Desmond Ritter, quarterback. Cincinnati, everybody. Okay, I am so high on the Cincinnati team. I had them number four in my AP Top 25 poll last week. I'm putting them number four in my Scored Sports Top 25 again this week. Desmarais is the fifth best Heisman candidate as of right now. He will be a Heisman finalist, in my opinion, when it comes to New York. At the end of the college football season, near the end of the college football season, I think there's a chance we see Cincinnati in college football playoff this year. And I think there's a chance we see Desmond Ritter in New York for the Heisman presentation this year, whether he's winning it or whether he isn't. Number five, Desmond Ritter. Number four, Michigan running back Blake Corum, everybody. You can say, oh, that's a biased pick. You love Michigan. Blake Corum is the most all-purpose yards in all of college football right now. Let me say that again. The most combined all-purpose yards in all of college football. Better than more than every single other player. I saw Blake Corum at Michigan this week. I went to the Michigan-Washington game. Michigan ran the ball 56 times. 
Blake Corum was amazing in that game. Maybe the fastest player, maybe the fastest running back in the country. That was Blake Corum, everybody. Number four, Blake Corum, running back, Michigan. Number three, Matt Corral, everybody. Quarterback goal miss. Matt Corral's been great to start the season. They got a bit of a trap game this week against Tulane, but Matt Corral's been great so far. This season going up against Louisville, going against Austin P. You know, two not so great teams. So they're going to get a real test this week in Tulane. And then the next week after that, Alabama. I'm excited to see how Matt Corral does in those two games. Matt Corral, third best Heisman candidate. So far, number two, right here's where we're getting to the real, the real people who have a chance of winning the Heisman. Number two, Spencer Rattler. I had him at number one starting the season. Not anymore, everybody. Spencer Rattler is the second best player in college football right now. Okay, or let's say he's the best. I'll say I'm sticking with my opinion that he's the best player in college football. But right now, he is the second best odds to win that. In my opinion, he's the second best odds to win the Heisman Trophy. Second on my list, my Heisman Trophy finalist so far. Two, Spencer Rattler. Number one. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, everybody. Bryce Young, an amazing player. Started his own podcast this week. That's amazing. Bryce Young, just a great quarterback for Alabama, everybody. That is Bryce Young. Bryce Young showed out against Miami, a ranked team. Then he goes against Mercer, has another great game. Bryce Young, he's going to play against Florida this week. I'm really excited to see how he does in that game. Justin, I'm excited to see how Mackerel does against Tulane and Alabama in the next two weeks. But Bryce Young is the top of my Heisman Trophy odds right now. Bryce Young, that's about for top five this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, did you know, everybody, this week's Did You Know, it's a good one. Okay, did you know that the U.S. Open, where Daniil Medvedev just won the U.S. Open for 2021 over Novak Djokovic, do you know that the U.S. Open uses approximately 70,000 tennis balls per tournament? Okay, every single year, the U.S. Open runs through 70,000 tennis balls. I read that Wimbledon runs through 42,000. The U.S. Open runs through 70,000 tennis balls. That's just an amazing thing to think about because you got to realize every single match, almost every single point, is used as a new ball. It's a crazy thing to think about. Do you know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's about for day to know this week. Now, MVP, LVP, everybody. This week's MVP is, is the Rams, everybody. Okay, we saw Matthew Stafford have a great first game with the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, we saw Jared Goff struggle a little bit. I mean, last two minutes of the Lions game, he'd come back, pretty, play pretty well. But just great game for the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, I know by week three, I'll be saying the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl pretty much. The Rams, I mean, blow me away. Blew me away in that first game against the Chicago Bears. Yes, just the Chicago Bears. That's why I'm not hopping fully on the bandwagon train. The Los Angeles Rams right now. The Los Angeles Rams are the MVP of this week for Squared Sports. Now, LVP, everybody. Here's where I'm excited. LVP this week is the Ohio State Buckeyes. I am so happy to say that right now. Lost to Oregon. I was ecstatic when I saw C.J. Stroud lose that game. When I saw C.J. Stroud throw that interception. What a game that was by Oregon. Okay, I didn't think Oregon would win that game. I saw him struggle in week one against Fresno State. And then you got Kayvon Thibodeau out. For this game, their best player on the whole entire team. Now you got Justin Fuller for the rest of the season, but that's besides the point. But Oregon went into Columbus, everybody, and they shocked us all, shocked the world, and beat Ohio State. I was rooting for Oregon, but I didn't think they'd win. What a game by the Oregon Ducks. I am so happy to say that Michigan football, for the first time in what seems like forever, has a better record than the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yes, you heard that right. Michigan football, 2-0. Ohio State Buckeyes, 1-1. One one. That's about for MVP of the Peace Week. I am so happy. That the Ohio State Buckeyes lost this week. They're easily LVP this week. And the Los Angeles Rams are easily MVP this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section.
Now, you know when you really want to quit something right away, but then you can't really quit it, you kind of have to stick it out for a little bit, but you just really want to quit it right away? Yeah, that's Urban Meyer in the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Urban Meyer for sure wants to just, you know, all the players don't like Urban Meyer right now. I've read, you know, some players don't like his coaching styles, which I wouldn't either. It's Urban Meyer, everybody. But Urban Meyer, it's not a great fit in Jacksonville. It looks like by, we're going to say, week 10, end of the season, he's going to be out as the head coach of this team. Okay, they looked horrendous. Week one gets the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it wasn't just Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence showed flashes, played pretty well, had a great uh, throw. Third down, I think it was, to the end zone. Great throw. He had three touchdowns, three interceptions. Most first three uh, interception game of his career was the first time in his career where he lost a regular season game. Okay, you heard that right. In high school, he never lost a regular season game. College, he never lost a regular season game. So his first ever loss in a regular season game was this week against the Houston Texans. Just wasn't a great game. But the Jacksonville Jaguars at all didn't look like a great game plan. But Meyer, you now you now you see the USC job opening up. I'll talk more about like top candidates for the USC job right now, and I'll give a sneak peek of it right now. Urban Meyer's at the top of that list. Everybody for the USC job, he's my top candidate. I think for that USC job because if the USC job was available last offseason, I can guarantee you he would have taken it. He didn't want to go to Texas. He maybe wanted to go to USC. Okay, if they fired Clay Helton last offseason, which they did this week, they would have hired Urban Meyer, everybody. They would have. Okay, Urban Meyer would have taken that job, in my opinion. Just a crazy interesting thing to think about. Okay, Urban Meyer, it doesn't look great in Jacksonville. It doesn't look like there's going to be so many sunny days in Jacksonville this season, everybody. That's about from my Urban Meyer spotlight this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, college football showcase here, everybody. Okay, we got a lot of news in college football showcase. We're going to have our week two squared sports lane for like top 25. I already gave a sneak peek. Cincinnati is number four right now, like they were last week. Alabama will be number one. But let's hop in to the news of college football, everybody. Okay, my Michigan Wolverines 31-10 against the Washington Huskies. What a game that was. What a great game it was to be back in the big house. 108,345 fans. You heard that right. The largest football or any stadium in the world. Is the big house. And what a game that was. Okay. First time in, I think it was, I mean, first time, second game in two years where we had 100,000 fans. Just great to be back in the big house, winning 31 to 10. I mean, first, second time ever wearing all blue uniforms. It was a maze out. Everybody was wearing maze in the stadium. Okay. Everybody was wearing yellow. What a game that was. By the Michigan Wolverines. Blake Corum, like I said, had a great game. Ran the ball 56 times. I don't care that came back in Had a QBR of 18. And I mean, it's kind of tough to have a QBR of 18 unless you throw the ball into the dirt every play. Even if you throw the ball into the dirt every play, you already have a QBR for 36. But came back in the Didn't have his finest game. Only threw the ball 10 times. But what a game it was on the ground. What a game plan by Josh Gass. Now, when you're watching the game, it's a little bit tough to see you run the ball, team run the ball 56 times. But it worked down the end. I won't ever complain about a 31-10 win, 21.1, against a really good team in Washington. Okay, you can say, well, Washington lost to Montana last week. But Washington is a good team, everybody. They still are a very good team. Washington, that's all I'm trying to say. Michigan had a great win against Washington. Now, Oregon, Ohio State, you kind of talked about a little bit. Just... Amazing to see Oregon beat Ohio State. Great game by Anthony Brown. You know, Justin Flo's going to be out for the rest of the season, but Kayvon Thibodeau's coming back this week. Just an amazing thing to see Oregon beating Ohio State. Now, this is what I'll geared up to talk about. Kalei Helton is out as USC's head coach. Should have made the move two off-seasons ago. Not last off-season, the off-season before. Okay, because you had a freshman quarterback coming off of freshman season, Keenan Slovis, and, you know, he did a pretty good season. Keenan Slovis is gearing off for another great season. That's when you fire a head coach, or that's... Because I thought that was a good time to fire Clay Helton because, you know, you want to build more on Keen Slovis. I didn't think Clay Helton could build more on Keen Slovis. And Keen Slovis looked the same every single year he's been in college since his freshman year. That's why I think they should have fired 
Clay Helen. He's in his junior year right now, Keaton Slovis. But they should have fired Clay Helen two off-seasons ago. And now it's just not a great time. You got Domani Jackson, who's at Michigan this week, number three player in the country, currently committed to USC, was recruited by Clay Helen. Doesn't look like he's going to be going to USC anymore. Was decked out in Michigan gear this week. Okay, with Michigan commit Will Johnson. Looks like he's going to be flipping to my Michigan Wolverines, which is a great thing to see. Number three player in the country, Damani Jackson, looking like he's going to decommit from the UFC Trojans and go over. My Michigan Wolverines, that is Damani Jackson. Now, Haynes King in Texas A&M, everybody. What was that? All right, he's going to be out six weeks, pretty much going to be out for the rest of the season. By the time he gets back, it's probably just going to be Zach Halzada as the starting quarterback of this team. Okay, Texas A&M gearing up for a great season, going to be a top-five team, going to make the college football playoff. Last year was the year you were going to make the college football playoff. This year, you have no shot. Okay, let me guarantee it right now. You have absolutely no chance of making the college football playoff this year, but bookmark it. Texas A&M has no chance. No chance, absolutely no chance to make the college football playoff this year. Didn't look great against Colorado. If you can only beat Colorado by three points, they're not a playoff team. You're not even a top five team, barely even top ten. Okay, Haynes King, he's going to be out for a long time. Zach Calzada did not look great. Jimbo Fisher looks like he's not going to have the team ready to make the college football playoff this year. They're not going to beat Alabama in two weeks in College Station. Three weeks, whatever it might be. They're not going to beat them in week five. Bitch, are okay. This is the year where people said they might have. But Haynes King didn't look great in week one. He's not going to be back that for that game even. Okay, just interesting thing to think about. Texas A&M, not going to have a great season like we all thought they would. Now, let's do our week two top 25 squared sports. So let's hop into it. Number one, Alabama. Number two, Georgia. Three, Oklahoma. Four, Cincinnati. Five, Clemson. Six, Oregon. Seven, Iowa. Eight, Ohio State. Nine, Texas A&M. Ten, Florida. Eleven, Notre Dame. Twelve, UCLA. Thirteen, Penn State. Fourteen, Iowa State. Fifteen, Geotech. 16, North Carolina, 17, Coastal Carolina, 18, Auburn, 19, Wisconsin, 20, Ole Miss, 21, UCF, 22, Miami, Michigan Wolverines, 23, Miami, 24, Arkansas, and 25, Texas, everybody. Okay, let's break it down a little bit here. Texas, what a terrible, horrendous game. I haven't broken this down yet. What a horrendous game they had against Arkansas. Okay, that's why I'm breaking Arkansas one spot ahead of them, because they deserve to be. Arkansas, a really, really good team, everybody. Okay, had a great week one game against Rice, and then they go... Gets Texas, and you're thinking, oh, Texas is going to win this game. They're going to blow them out of the water. No, no, no. Arkansas blew Texas out of the water. What it looks like with Hudson Card and Casey Thompson, it looks like, you know, we got a toss-up here. Texas got a toss-up here. We'll be starting quarterback. Hey, let's just go Hudson Card. Now we got Casey Thompson starting at quarterback this week. Not a great decision by Steve Sarkeesian. It really did. They were neck and neck in preseason and preseason camp, fall camp. It didn't look like they had a surefire starting quarterback. And they just rolled with Hudson Card, which obviously – is the wrong decision. Okay, they had a ranked win against Louisiana week one, but then they just collapsed last week. It should have been Casey Thompson, the starter from the beginning. If you're going to start Casey Thompson two weeks into the season, you should have just started from the beginning. That's all I'm trying to say here. Texas is the 25th best team in the country. Barely, barely even ranked. And my one honorable mention I forgot to say is Nevada, everybody. I still got Alabama at number one. I'm still rocking with Cincinnati at number four. I'm putting Oregon over Iowa right now because Iowa State didn't look like a great team in week one, and then they... Surely did not look like a good team in week two against Iowa. So I'm putting Iowa right now at number seven. Great win by Oregon at number six. Okay, Notre Dame moving down to 11. Okay, rightfully so. Maybe they could be moved down even more. Barely beat Florida State. Barely beat Toledo. They had to get a last-minute drive to beat the Toledo Rockets, everybody. I doubt you even knew their last-gone name was Rockets. Okay, that's all I'm trying to say here. They had beat Florida State and Toledo by a combined Six points. Florida State lost to Jacksonville State this week, everybody. I would say, oh, Florida State's a good team. It was fine that Notre Dame played them close. I thought that. Until they lost to Jacksonville State this week. 
That's about it for my score sports lane for top 25. We still got the picks for the week coming up. My game of the week and then my one lock of the week. Stay tuned. Now, my college football showcase picks of the week. Okay, I'm going to give my lock of the week and then I'm going to give pretty much the two best games of the week, Alabama, Florida, and then Auburn, Penn State. Let's all into it, everybody. My lock of the week is Virginia Tech plus three against West Virginia. In week one, my lock of the week pretty much was Maryland plus three against West Virginia, and Maryland won that game. Now I'm taking Virginia Tech, who has a ranked win over a top 10 team at the time, North Carolina plus three against West Virginia. I think it happens. Braxton Burmeister is going to play great in this game. I have no idea why. No clue why. West Virginia is favored in this game, and they shouldn't be. Virginia Tech's going to win this game. Maybe fairly big, okay? Definitely won't lose by three, okay? Plus three, I'm taking Virginia Tech right now against West Virginia. That's my lock of the week. Now, my sneaky game of the week, where I think, you know, they could be vulnerable in this game. It's just an interesting thing to think about. I still do think they win, but I think they're going to give them fits, and I predicted them to give another team fits this season. I think Tulane's going to give Oklahoma fits this season, and they did. Only lost by five points in week one against Oklahoma. I don't think they beat Ole Miss this week, even though Oklahoma's a better team than Ole Miss. I really don't. Oklahoma kind of choked at the end of the game. Ole Miss's defense is better than past Ole Miss's defense. Glenn Kiffin's a great coach. Going to have the team ready. Going to have Matt Corral, maybe the best quarterback Ole Miss has had in the past five, ten years, whatever it might be. Better than Jordan Tomlin, maybe better than Bo Wallace. Never know. Matt Corral had a great game last week. Great game past two weeks. Maybe the best, one of the best quarterbacks in college football. The third best quarterback in college football so far this season has been Matt Corral. So I'm taking Ole Miss this one. But Tulane's going to give him fits, everybody. It's going to be a close game. Tulane's got a great quarterback. Okay, just an interesting thing to think about. Okay, Tulane going to play Ole Miss this week. Tulane's already looked like a great team. Okay, they had a great week two win, even though the week one loss against Oklahoma. But that's Oklahoma, everybody. Tulane, if they win out, they have a chance to make a New Year's Six Bowl. That's crazy to think about. That's about my sneaky game of the week. Now, let's move to the games of the week. It's only two games. The first game, Alabama-Florida. Florida's starting the wrong quarterback. It should be Anthony Richardson. But they're saying starting Emory Jones. Anthony Richardson, if he was a starting quarterback of the team, he could have a chance to win the Heisman. Okay, this is we're talking about Anthony Richardson, who's 245 pounds, who can run the ball like crazy and throw the ball like crazy. I think he's had 100 rushing yards and 100 passing yards in back-to-back weeks. Anthony Richardson should be the starting quarterback of the team, not Emory Jones. But they're starting Emory Jones. That's why I think they lose this game. Not the only reason why. But Alabama's going to win this game, maybe even blow them out of the water. I'm taking Alabama this one. Now, the game of the week, everybody. Auburn, Penn State, go Tigers. Give me all the Auburn in this one. Auburn is going to win this game. Go Tigers, everybody. Give me all the Auburn in this one. Not much more explaining to do on this game. It's going to be a way out in Happy Valley, everybody. But I don't care. I'm taking the Auburn Tigers. You don't mess with the SEC. Not even if they're going to you. I'm taking Auburn in this one. No debate about That's Bob for College Football Showcase this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now at the buzzer, this week's at the buzzer is my top three hot takes from week one. So I'm going to give three hot take predictions after week one. Let's hop into it. The Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals, will get 10 wins this season. Call me crazy, you can. But I think the Cincinnati Bengals get 10 wins this season. Not because of only Joe Burrow. It's going to be because of Jamar Chase. It's going to be because of Tyler Boyd. It's maybe even part of Evan McPherson's job as kicker. Could have a great season as kicker this year. Can't believe I've talked about one kicker so much. In this episode, but Evan McPherson had a great game in week one. Again, the game winner. But the Bengals looked great in week one against the Minnesota Vikings. Defense looked good, had a great first fumble. You can say, oh, it wasn't a fumble by the Vikings. Um, I'm taking the Bengals to have 10 wins this season. You can call me crazy, y'all. That's my number one hot take for the season. Number two, Trevor Lawrence will throw 20 picks. See, people are saying, oh, he's taking the Payne Manning rookie comparison way too far. He's going to throw 20 picks this season. And he's going to have a great NFL career. And that might actually happen. Trevor Lawrence will throw 20 picks this season, not because of him, because of Irvin Meyer's terrible. 
horrendous system. He's going to be the USC coach next season, or my, in my opinion. He has a chance to be the USC coach next season. I think USC is going to go hard for him. I think Ermeyer is going to want to leave the NFL this year or maybe leave coaching all and for all for the second time. I'm taking it for the third time. Actually, left Florida, left Ohio State, and now he's going to leave the Jaguars maybe after the season. Trevor Lawrence will throw a 20-pick season. That's my second hot take. Now, my last hot take of the day, my last take on out the buzzer this week. The Dolphins don't get 10 wins this season. They might not even get nine. I looked at their schedule. I don't see 10 easy wins on that schedule. I don't even see 10 wins on that schedule. That's what I'm saying. The Miami Dolphins won't get 10 wins this season. You can look at the Miami Dolphins schedule and then come back. Then dispute me on it. But the Miami Dolphins, in my opinion, don't get 10 wins this season. That's about for at the buzz this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. <laughs>Question there, but this week's question is best first. Is was it the right move by USC to fire Clay Hill? And in my opinion, it was. Maybe just not. Maybe they should have done it a lot sooner. But they got it done. They fired Clay Hill, you know, because you got Domani Jackson, a recruit coming in. Maybe you should have done it after Domani Jackson was signed to USC. But that's kind of worst move to make. You know, making your recruit mad after every sign with you, after every rolling. But just an interesting thing to think about. Clayhound is out as the USC coach. Was it the right move for the USC to fire? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about the question this week. That's about for Squirt Sports Land Frank, episode 48. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram at Squirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter at Squirt Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week in episode 49. Stay tuned.